Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. What's up, Golf Strategy School? My name is Marty Griffin, and you are listening to the only podcast that helps newer golfers, beginner golfers, struggling golfers get over those milestone scores of breaking 90 or 100. I'm your host, Marty Griffin, and this podcast is brought to you by Super Speed Golf. If you want to hit the ball farther, let's be honest, we all do, you really need to check out Super Speed Golf. I actually interviewed the creators, Mike and Kyle, and you can hear that interview at golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed. They talk about all things brain science and how we can kind of get our maximum speed unlocked through a concept called overspeed training. Now, this is something that's been used in baseball and in football for years, but they're now just bringing this concept to golf. And it is used by hundreds, and I do mean hundreds of PGA and LPGA tour players around the world. So if you want to learn more about it, check out the interview. It's a really awesome conversation. Again, that's at golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed. Mike and Kyle were nice enough to actually give us a 10% off promo code. So promo code golfstrategy will get you 10% off your entire order at superspeedgolf.com. So check out the interview. And then if you feel so inclined, you can get 10% off with the promo code GOLFSTRATEGY. It's something that I carry in my bag. It's something that a bunch of PGA Tour players carry in their bags, Phil Mickelson, John Rahm included. You should really check it out. At least learn about the science behind overspeed training. It can really, really help you. Today's concept actually comes from a question. Concept. <laughs> Spoilers, there's a Freudian slip. Today's episode actually comes from a question that happened at one of our live trainings. And this comes from Steve. He was wondering about, you know, when when we're playing golf, especially when we're like brand new to the game, how can we just boil this down to kind of some of the most simple concepts for beginner golfers? So today's episode, we're looking at exactly that. What does a simple golf swing for beginners look like? What does it entail? All right, let's get to it. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. Okay, so here's the thing. Golf is hard. (laughs) We all know that. Obviously, if you're listening to a golf podcast, you like the game a lot or you want to get better. We already know this has a 
ton of moving parts. And if you've been listening to me for any period of time, you've probably picked up by now that I'm a big fan of minimizing the number of variables in a golf swing so there are less opportunities to take a wrong turn. Well, today I'd like to lay a bit of the foundation underneath that and talk about the concepts that go into a simple golf swing. So, for starters, I want to talk about kind of what happens from the hips down. One of the most common mistakes that beginners golfer make is they they think that you know everything's got to be just straight back and straight through. Everything's on a straight line. If our golf club moved like a pendulum on a grandfather clock, eh, that might be true. But in reality, because that golf ball is so far away from us and that we're bent at the waist and the knees, we have to swing kind of in a rotational fashion around us. This means that your golf swing, in order to produce a straight shot, has to come inside of the target line on the way back. It has to return to the target line on the way down and then come back inside the target line as you follow through. Now, if you're trying to force it straight back and straight through, I'm going to bet you dollars to donuts you're not hitting the ball straight. And this become this is because we're we're just manipulating, we're forcing the club straight back and straight through. It's not a very natural motion. It's certainly not efficient. And really what you're doing is you're introducing a button of new variables into this golf swing that, again, is already hard enough. So really, that first concept is understanding that we have to operate in a rotational fashion. We come back and in on the way on the backswing. On the way down, we come back to that target line for impact. And then as we follow through, we follow through again inside the target line. So operating in a rotational fashion is concept number one. Concept number two has to do with the club phase. And in reality, this is the most important concept of the golf swing. The reason being is because the club face is kind of where everything starts. It influences what you do throughout the swing. Now, if you have a bad club face position or bad club face control, you can't have a simple golf swing because, again, we have that butt ton of different variables that we're trying to compensate for all because of either bad club face position or bad club face control. The most common type of bad club face control is very, very similar to our our last point, and that is people trying to force things straight back and straight through. It's this misconception that everything has to operate on a straight line for the entirety of the golf swing. This causes people to manipulate their hands, their arms, the club face. It gets you into all sorts of weird contorted positions And it's very clearly not simple. And it's very clear to see, especially if you ever put yourself on video, that it is not easy to repeat. Okay, it just throws consistency right out the window. Now, what I want to do is I want to introduce you to a different type of thought. So let's let's think about this differently. And I've talked about like some of my most popular episodes in the past are when we bring other sports in to the golf realm. So this time, we're going to talk about, instead of using a golf club, we're going to talk about using a different tool, and that's a tennis racket. 
So instead of having a golf club, which is this long weapon that's got a very small face that sits quite a ways away from you, now we're going to swap that out for a tennis racket, which is short and has a very big face. And it's something that we can instantly see the changes as they happen. So now what would that look like if we tried to keep that face going straight back and straight through from our golf stance? So we were bent at our waist, we bent at our knees, we've got our arms below our shoulders kind of resting loosely, but we're holding a tennis racket instead. All right, now try and bring that straight back and straight through in a kind of golf swing fashion. It looks super wonky, doesn't it? Again, definitely not simple, definitely not easy to repeat, and a butt ton of variables. This is what happens time and time again as people try and keep this golf club straight back and straight through. Well, if we introduce a different tool, it becomes really easy to see that it's not the best idea. If we look at a tennis player, they rotate to wind up. It is to the point where that racket is almost directly behind them for that big forehand blast coming through the ball. And then again, they rotate around themselves on the follow through. And again, a lot of times that that racket gets almost directly behind them. And I found a really cool GIF to demonstrate this. So if you're listening to the episode, go to the actual URL. Just bring up your show notes. I'll have the URL in there. Bring up the show notes. Click on the episode URL. And there's a really cool GIF of a of a just great demonstration of that tennis racket coming from directly behind a player, smacking the ball, and then again rotating all the way around and through. I'm spoilers. I'm also going to have a video that I really, really like that demonstrates a lot of these concepts at the um, at the website as well. So another reason to check it out. So again, you know, when we think about that tennis racket, we're we're much easier visualizing how that opens and closes than maybe how the golf club opens and closes. But it's the same concept. Our club face is essentially like a saloon door. It swings open on the way back and it swings closed on the way through. So how do we actually put these into an easy-to-see, easy-to-monitor concept, and, and of course, easy-to-do concept for our golf swing? And that's where the old 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock drill comes in. So this is where we're talking about bringing the club back. Uh, essentially, we're, we're pretending our body, our stance, is a clock face. And the club is the single hand on that clock face. Now, the 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock drills are great for building solid, crisp contact. And the idea is that, you know, we're just bringing it back to 9 o'clock on that clock face and then bringing it through to 3 o'clock. It's, you know, it's essentially hip to hip. The club comes back until the shaft is parallel with the ground. And then the club goes through until the shaft is, again, parallel with the ground, but after impact. So, you know, this in itself is a very helpful practice, but what I want you to do to get a better feeling and a better understanding of this rotational club face open, club face closed feeling is to have the toe of the club pointing right up to the sky at both the nine o'clock and three o'clock positions. This means that the leading edge of the club should be just going straight up like 90 degrees, completely perpendicular to the ground at both the nine o'clock and the three o'clock positions. When we first start looking at these little changes, these basic moves to kind of create this simple golf swing, 
It's going to be just that. Movement only. No contact with the ball. And the cool thing is it means that you can practice it at home. You don't have to you know, be on the driving range to work on the fundamentals of this movement. So just take a bunch of practice swings, a bunch of practice motions, just bringing it back to 9 o'clock, rotating through with your whole body to 3 o'clock, making sure that the club face or the club is pointing straight up, that toe is right up to the sky, at the back, and as you finish. Now, I know especially newer people might have a hard time feeling exactly what that face rotation is doing throughout these practice motions. And if you can't quite grasp that feeling, that's okay. I've got a more extreme version of this that's called the split grip. Now, here, you're going to have your left hand on the grip, and you're going to put your right hand about halfway down the shaft. And you're going to do those same motions where you're just bringing the club back to parallel, so 9 o'clock, and then bringing it back again through to parallel 3 o'clock. So again, hip to hip with the split grip. I didn't mean to rhyme, but it'll work this time. Badoom tis. So really what we're doing here is we're overemphasizing that face rotation. And with that split grip, you can really, really feel what it feels like in your hands, in your arms, in your whole body to actually rotate that bad boy close. Once you can ro- once you can recognize that rotational feeling in these rehearsal swings, now it comes time to actually introduce the golf ball. Again, starting super duper slowly to the point where honestly it's probably going to feel like little tiny chip shots with an iron and you know they're probably only going to go 10 maybe 15 yards. But as you feel exactly how your body's turning and how everything's opening and then closing through this impact zone, you can little by little add more add more length to the swing, add more speed to the swing. We're going to add speed first, and then we're going to add more length as we're hitting crisper and crisper and crisper. Uh, but again, if you're struggling with this, it's okay to go to that split grip here too. That split grip swing is really going to help you feel that rotation through the bottom half of the swing, which is the most important part because that is where we're hitting the ball. So really just looking at the concepts, the fundamentals of a simple golf swing, that's really it. It's just rotating instead of keeping things straight back and straight through. So hopefully these drills can help you actually feel what that face is doing throughout the swing. It should be opening. It should be closing. And like I said before, I found a really good video that you should check out. Again, just go into the, you know, wherever you're listening to this, go into the episode details and click on the link back to the website. And you can check out the video from the guys at Me and My Golf, where they go through in great detail some really good examples of what this looks like and how you can feel it in your swing. They don't get into the split grip because that's kind of my secret weapon that I got from a different interview, but they do a really good job of kind of painting out this general concept. And if you want to learn more, you can sign up for our live training that is happening Monday, October 28th at 8 p.m. Central Time. All you got to do is go to golfstrategyschool.com training. And you can register for our free live training. We're going to do a live Q&A at the end of it. So if you have issues with your golf swing that you know we don't touch on during the training or they've just been kind of looming out there, let me know. We're, we're going to be doing a live Q&A for exactly that reason after the training. 
But get yourself signed up Monday, October 28th, 8 p.m. Central, doing a live training with Q&A. Hopefully I'll see you there, but I will definitely catch you in the short grass. Cheers, everybody. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.